Hey friends, you're listening to OKY. I'm your host, Michael Grove. Today is February the 8th, and we are reading Acts chapter 5. So follow along if you can. I'll be reading out of the New International Version. And in the end, I'll give you a quick thought before we end our time together. Here we go. Acts chapter 5. Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died, and great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said. That is the price. Peter said to her, How could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in and, finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, People brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats, so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. Then the high priest and all his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts as they had been told and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel and sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, We found the jail securely locked, with the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. Then someone came and said, Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. 
They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, who was honored by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin, Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Thaddeus appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, all his followers were dispersed, and it all came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed, and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone, let them go. For if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin, rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name, day after day, in the temple courts and from house to house. They never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. This concludes our reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. Okay, we start out today with the good old story of Ananias and Sapphira. Now, many people have made this about giving. This story has nothing to do with giving, just so you know. This is a story about representing the Lord and what it looks like to honor God and to make sure people know his name above your own. So, if you remember, yesterday I ended chapter 4 by telling you to take note of the end story. It was about a man named Joseph, also known Barnabas, who sold his field, brought the money, and put it at the apostles' feet. Now remember, we had just read, right before that, Luke tells us that people would sell their property from time to time, they would bring that money, and leave it at the apostles' feet. And then that money was used for anyone who had need. So this was a way of caring for other people. And what they were doing is they were building a community of people who loved and cared for one another. And even bigger, they were showing people what this body of Christ looks like. They were becoming a different society, a different type of community than anybody had seen. In fact, we'll find out shortly here that they were called The Way. 
Now, there's speculation that it was called that because of the way God provided for them, but also because of the way they lived towards one another. You see, they're building a name that points to the Heavenly Father. They weren't building a name for themselves. They were starting something that other people would recognize and be able to chase after also. So when Ananias and Sapphira bring the money in, they've kept some for themselves already, but they're making it look like they're just like the other people. So they're lying, not just to everybody that can see them, but as Peter says, they are lying to God. They're trying to say, we're all in. We want to represent you, God. But at the same time, they're holding some back to build their own name. They want all the glory of serving the Lord, but the ability to still live like everyone else, to have these resources and money that they keep as their own. I mean, Peter even says it to them. Wasn't it your land already and your own money? Couldn't you have just kept it for yourself? You see, but the problem is they brought some of it trying to make it look like they were sold out just like everyone else. So why is this so bad? Well, because this is the new church. This is a group of people that God was setting apart to represent him. And there just wasn't room for people who would pretend to be like all the other believers, yet live completely differently. They were wanting the glory and fame. People to be able to look at them and say, what a great thing you did, Ananias and Sapphira. But in reality, they were keeping it for themselves. So they wanted the praise and the ability to spend their money how they wanted. So that's what makes this Pharisee Gamaliel, what he says, so intriguing. He basically says that other people have tried to start some sort of movement, but in the end, it dies down every time, with little to no effect. So he's saying, if this movement isn't from God, if it's just people doing their own thing, it too will die out and we won't have to worry about it. But here we are over 2,000 years later, and that movement is still alive. Why? Because it's a group of people that represent the living God. You and I, by being followers of Jesus, are part of that movement and carrying it on. And it all happened because God protected what it looks like to wear his name that they would be people of integrity and honor who truly were sacrificial, not just doing things for their own benefit or their own gain, but being able to do things that would honor the whole community so that they can proclaim the name of Jesus. You see, God's not looking for people who will play the part of Christianity. He's looking for people who will carry his name, who will act like him and love others the way he would love them. So be somebody today who isn't worried about trying to build their own name, but instead is willing to represent the living God and in a sacrificial way would give anything to make sure the name of Jesus is lifted high. That's all the time we have left for today. I love you and God bless. (music) 